Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. He's always up for a good debate. This is The Roy Green Show. I understand that uh, France has put a lot of pressure on Canada to have a military peacekeeping mission in Mali in Africa, and tomorrow we'll have the official announcement from Ottawa about Canada's participation. And uh, speaking with us about this is one of the world's experts on Mali and on peacekeeping in uh, Francophone Africa, Dr. Bruno Charbonneau is the director of the Centre franco Pay in Conflict Resolution and Peace Missions at the Cher Raoul Dandurand University of Quebec in Montreal. Uh, Dr. Charbonneau, thank you very much for the time. My pleasure. What is the uh, reality currently on the ground in Mali, and how badly out of control is the situation there? Well, I wouldn't say it's out of control, but it's definitely not going better. The peace process uh, uh, has been pretty much on the ice uh, since last summer. Uh, in terms of the security situation, uh, the center is uh, pretty pro- problematic. In the center region of Mali is where things are getting worse right now. Uh, in the north, uh, you can see that the government has not been able to go back there. So we have a situation of armed groups that, uh, I guess, deal on daily basis uh, between each other uh, and overall are being monitored by UN and French troops over there. And in the south, we have a government that's uh, focused right now on the upcoming presidential election uh, this coming summer in uh, July, end of July. And who's fighting whom? Well, that's a very good question. Um, and that's where it gets really complicated, actually. You do have uh, armed groups uh, under two coalitions, uh, the CMA, a coordination of Azawad of groups that uh, technically wanted um, an independent country back in 2012. They have changed uh, their, I guess, objective right now. And another called Platform, which is close to government. And these are two coalitions that signed the peace process in 2015, along with the government in Bamako. So you have that sort of uh, three-way dynamic, and over that, overlapping that, uh, I guess, um, embedded uh, or with that is uh, all these groups, jihadist extremists, uh, that uh, collaborate with some of the armed groups, 
uh, work within the region, have objectives that uh, vary a lot depending on the group, uh, but you have this sort of very mixed and uh, complicated dynamic of various groups that uh, uh, change alliances, change objectives, move uh, quite a lot across the region. And so it makes for somewhat of a messy situation, especially if you think in terms of trying to uh, solve the conflict. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be looking at people who are wearing a clearly identifiable uniform. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. What's going to be expected of Canada's peacekeepers? And is the population of Mali likely to be accepting or hostile? The, the French have been there for a few years now. What, what are they going to encounter well, it's hard to say right now, but um, you know g- g- what we know so far is that Canada will provide helicopters. So, mobility. Um, the UN mission lacks mobility, especially in the north, and they will provide Canadian government as they will provide medical support for the mission, that sort of thing. So, so I suspect it will be welcomed by both government and local population. Uh, the problem with the UN mission overall is that it is sometimes um, seen or perceived or associated with the French counter-terrorist mission. And so depending on what region you're in and where the, the Canadian troops are being deployed, it seems like it will be in Gao, uh, but we're not sure right now. Uh, it uh, it will affect that per local perception. But I suspect that it, if it's only medical support and uh, helicopter support, um, it will probably be fairly well accepted. How many other countries are involved? How many other countries' militaries are there? Oh, dozens. Uh, <laughs> a lot, actually. Um, not sure the exact number, but I'd say it's over 20. Uh, the big contributors are the kind of regional contributors from neighboring countries, Niger, Burkina Faso, Chad in particular. Other big contributors are Bangladesh uh, and the European. Uh, Germany has about a thousand troops. The Dutch used to have almost a thousand troops, but they're down to about 250 or 300 troops right now. Uh, so you have a large variety of uh, contributors within MINUSMA. Is is Mali where there have been reports uh, a great concern about sexual assaults and rapes of of, uh, of of local women by some peacekeepers, African peacekeepers? Is that where they was it Mali? Uh, no, it was basically Central Africa. Okay, uh, this okay. was Central African Republic. Uh, there, there was a case or two in Mali, but nothing, as far as I can tell, that was uh, widespread and uh, problematic, so isolated cases. No, the big uh, problem was in the Central African Republic. What do the people of Mali need most, facing what you've explained to us Mm -hmm. they're facing every day? Well, they need a lot of things. Um, Depending on the region, again, uh, one thing that they all probably need is a a government that's actually probably a bit more proactive in terms of rebuilding its authority, rebuilding the state, rebuilding basic services, um, rebuilding or reforming uh, its uh, police and military forces. Um, and that's probably the big thing. How how does the state both rebuild its authority and its capacity to govern, but also its uh, relationship with that community? Because right now, even though uh, a lot of the focus of the international intervention is on rebuilding that state capacity, uh, especially if you go in the center in the north of the country, the, the legitimacy of that state authority is uh, called into question 
And so you have to do this long-term process of rebuilding that legitimacy and that relationship with uh, civil society. Dr. Charbonneau, what's the history of uh, United Nations missions to Francophone Africa? Well, it's a long history for sure. Uh, but one thing I would say that makes it this thing different from other places is the role of France. Um, historically speaking, before the 1990s, uh, conflicts in French Africa, Francophone Africa, was dealt with or was being managed by uh, French, the French government and the French army. Uh, in the mid-1990s, that changed. After the Cold War, the, that changed. But there's always a French involvement, and there's so there's always that sort of intervention. Actually, all UN missions in Francophone Africa were preceded by a French military intervention that the UN then followed. So if you look at Mali right now, it was the same thing in Cote d'Ivoire in the early uh, 2000s, same thing in Central Africa, for instance. Um, you always have a French presence, and that means that there's a historical I guess context that needs to be taken into account where uh, foreign forces, foreign troops, uh, foreign intervention is always interpreted or partly and largely interpreted through that prism, that, that perception that the uh, international intervention is partly because of the French and for French interests and that sort of thing. So, so there's always that sort of specific post-colonial dynamic between the ex-colonies and, uh, and France that needs to be taken into account. Dr. Charbonneau, much appreciate the time. Thank you so very much. My pleasure. Have a good day. Uh, Dr. Charbonneau, Dr. Bruno Charbonneau is the director of the Centre franco Pay in Conflict Resolution and Peace Missions at the Cher Raoul Dandurand University of Quebec in Montreal. When we come back, what's going on in South Africa? First of all, with the water crisis in Cape Town, and then there are stories that have been sort of drifting around media about white South African farmers being subjected to torture and murder. The South African government says that is not what's going on. The Australian, I think it's foreign minister or immigration minister, has said his country is preparing to initiate urgent visas to get the white farmers out of South Africa and into Australia if that's going to be of benefit to them. So what is actually really going on? We'll ask Giovanna Gerby. She'll join us from Cape Town right after this.